Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. Hey, it's Charlie here. Thanks for tuning in to the Post Analog Podcast. And I'm excited because today uh, I'm going to be playing my interview with Gabby Diaz. And we go back as far as for missing each other, as far as for interning at Power 106. And then she was at Wild up north in the Bay Area. And then she made her way back to Kiss FM for middays and... We get into a hearty conversation about radio, the aspect of regionality where someone from L.A. doing radio, I don't want to give away too much, doing radio in the Bay, how you had to adjust a few of like your mannerisms or vocal mannerisms. And also, you know, without being on the nose, Gabby really displays how much hustle she had in her output and in her heart to actually become radio. You know, uh, we all take different paths when we intern. And with her, she's a total success story. Really easy on the eyes, so a lot of people can just look over that. But I think she's a pretty big-time hustler, which I really respect. You really hear her her presence. Even during this long-form conversation and podcast, you hear her vocal presence like like she's there, right? Which is awesome. And the beautiful thing about non-segmented radio where, you know, like in TV, you have like three, seven-minute segments. So we call it three sevens. And then you have your break for your advertisers. I was about to wrap this conversation. And then we start diving and delving into how she's adjusted with dating. So you really have to listen to the full episode and she really gave you know a lot of people who are at a pop culture level of inspiration and aspiration and being in programming and radio you know a lot of people are are really guarded about being who they are their dating persona versus like their true dating experience and I really appreciate that This is like a really fine soul. You know, I really have admired her from afar. So anyways, without rambling too long, I present you Miss Gabby Diaz of KISS FM. Are you, are you living in, are you living like full-time in LA now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I moved back in April. So. So would your wild night, uh, the, the show up north, do you voice track everything? Yeah, so I do it from um, the iHeart Studios in Burbank. Okay. So I uh, do it. I'm live like the first two hours, like three and four. And then I track five and six. So so is this something we can disclose or should I edit this part out? (laughs) 
Um, I mean, I guess I don't know about the recorded part, but I mean, I do technically do it from L.A. and people do know that, but I don't think they know that I record. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. So I'll just I'll just start. I normally just start like serious XM style. It's just purely conversation, but I'll cut that You're part good. out. You're good. So like you with, whatever. What, I don't care. <laughs> oh, OK. So like with the regional, was there a regional difference? Did you find like up north where it's like. Okay, uh, more E40 songs. Um, uh, just just uh, a lot of hyphy <laughs> references, please, Gabby, please. Right. Nah, I think it was more like, okay, I'm moving to the Bay. I've never been there, mind you. I had never been up there. And I think it was more like there's certain lingo. It wasn't necessarily more like E40 because it was a top 40 station. So I was going from like working at a hip hop station at Power 106 to going to like top 40, but Wild always kind of leaned more like rhythmic and like played other stuff. But I like, I noticed, so like when I moved there, sales people were telling me like, yo, if you're talking about the freeways, you can't say the 101 or the five, make sure you say like 101. Oh, you're going to get on 80. Oh, you're getting on 880. Like, you can't say that the in the front because then they'll know you're not from here. And uh -huh. I was just like, that's interesting. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty interesting. But it's true. Like, everybody says it like that. Like, oh, yeah, I got to get on 101. I got to get on 280. Like, that's it's interesting. Yeah, it's like, where's your grammar? You're supposed to say the 101, right? Right, right. Like, and I'm used to, I mean, out here we say the 101, you know, let me get on the five real quick or whatever. But when you get on the five, it's never real quick. Let's be honest. So they had to like break down like, OK, you say hella at least three times. Use raw. No, sausage. not really like that. <laughs> I already said hella like say like being out here. You know, I sure. feel like L.A. people were already saying hella. And I I feel like that I just kind of like maybe increased a little bit because I noticed how many people said it out there. And so I was just like I kind of just like came naturally, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, what's crazy is uh, for the people who's listening and or viewing, there's Terry Dorian at Power 106. She works in HR. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to her. I was like, you know, I think my mouth is too foul. And, you know, I've been on Sirius XM. So my talk, I'm, I think I'm more talk than music based. And then right. one of and, and out of. She's like, you know what, Charles, you're, you're, you're going to be okay because you're self-aware. But she mentioned your name. She goes, oh, Gabby's going to make it. And when you were an intern, she was like, oh, yeah. She, Carrie was like, oh, Gabby's going to make it because she, she has it, you know, completely. But, but that's, ahead, that's interesting. Sorry, that's interesting because <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm like getting over a cold. Do your thing. Um. Around that time, like she, I, I didn't even know I wanted to be on air. You know, like I was doing promotions, like I was doing events, like, and a lot, I was actually working for a company called Allied Marketing too, and Terry Hines. And I was like working and uh, doing like movie grassroots events with them and stuff. So I automatically thought, like, yo, I'm going to be behind the scenes. Like, I don't think on air is my cup of tea. And like, obviously you see women like Liz Hernandez, you know, that was on and you see like, yes, your teas. And then you see like the women that were on other stations as well, like beautiful women. And I'm like a big girl, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, but you're head, pretty I'm, though, man. Come on, man. Don't, I appreciate that. Thank you. you. But like at that time, pretty. I was just, 
I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's like really going to be my thing. And then Aaron, Aaron hit me up. He was just like, yo, man, I have this Internet radio show that I do out of this barber shop in Buena Park. Like, I don't know if you, you know, want to come through. It's all dudes, but I feel like you'll be f- fine, you know? And I was like, all right, cool, come through. And I never left after that. Well, after, I mean, when I got on air, like full time. But I mean, after that, it was like we, I was rocking with them for a minute, so. So was that like a gradual increase of interest becoming on air or was it like a bug that hit you? I think what happened was, is I, uh, I just was getting, like, I was finding my rhythm of how I wanted to talk. Cause even when I started on power, like, I didn't know, I was like a chameleon, you know, like, I didn't know who the hell I was. I was like trying all these different things. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't me. Like, and then I finally started getting a little comfortable, you know, a little more comfortable as time went on, but it, I think it's a, it, it was a, I always tell Aaron, Aaron like brought a different side out of me on air or on talking with somebody that I didn't know I had. Is, 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 is he still in Las Vegas mixing? Yeah, he's out there. He's freaking hustling Aaron. Like we always know him, you know, he's like, a hu- like hustling all over the place as usual. Right. So like for insider baseball stuff, Gabby has a like essentially a brother. They call each other twins. Yeah. It's DJ Aaron, and I, I I don't even know the car call letters or formatics now because I'm immersed. I don't even know if he's like still. I think like he changed some stations. Like I'm not sure exactly what station he's at, but I know he's at one. I don't know if it's the same one though. I <clears throat> God, I'm sorry. Let me get some of this water. Oh, good, dude. I got like <laughs> I got like two of these, yo. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, man, I've been like, I, uh, yeah, I've been getting over a cold, but it's been like this cough. I haven't been able to, and I've been like getting tested cause I'm scared, you know, but. Sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, if you're in studio, it's kind of like a Petri dish for, co- but, but it is the burn months. So, you know, you're, you're due for a cold. I know. I mean, I'm vaxxed too. So I'm just like, Oh my God. But, um, yeah, anyways. Yeah, so Aaron, I don't know what station he's at now, but he's like doing something out there in Vegas. And he's like DJing at all these clubs, you know, like he's killing it as usual. Right. When you were interning, like in the promotions team, was it, did you feel like, you know what, um, this machine is so big, this Power 106 machine is so big, um, when they eventually got to invite you, to, to be on air, did, were there, were they passing opportunities all of a sudden? Um, like when I got on air, was I getting like more of that? You mean? Yeah, well, like this is, this is my failure, right? Like Drew was like, all right, Charles, it's time for you to hit this button. So that way you will test your timing and you, and major market station. It's fast. Yeah. You have, you have to be super fast. And I, I, I didn't know it was like a hard cut. So there was like 0.5 seconds. And I thought E-Man was going to call like, dude, Drew, what, what are you doing? So, right. so he was giving me opportunities. He wanted me to pretend to be pretend caller. Was he starting to give you like on-air stuff or people that you were interning for? Um, yeah. So actually, I think what maybe did it is Cruz because Cruz had came. So I was doing street team and then I actually had become promotions coordinator um so i was running the street team at one point at power 
and I cruise would go on these like live broadcasts at like Six Flags, Knott's Berry Farm, you know, Disneyland or whatever for Halloween or Christmas. Mostly it was Halloween stuff. And he would always request me to go with him and be like his co-host that day just to like help get the crowd amped up. You know, we wanted people to know we were doing a live broadcast, like that kind of thing. So I think that really helped me get on because, and I was like already sending air checks to Jeff G at the time, Jeff Garcia was at power. Um, so I was like sending him air checks. And then I think like the program director, Jimmy Steele was like hearing me with Cruz and I appreciate Cruz. Cause I, he like helped me a lot, like with my air checks and stuff. And um, yeah, it was Christmas of like 2013, 14, 13, 13, I think. Yeah, it was like around Christmas time. And that was my first on-air shift because, you know, a lot of people are on vacation during Christmas and stuff. So I did like the overnight. And yeah, I was on for like two years doing the part-time working that midnight to 5 a.m. shift. I would be there live like on Friday nights and on Sunday nights. Right. And, and, and it's interesting because um, not to be too much insider baseball, but people can be zombified because it's a major market, big station and leaving power, right? We're not going to talk about politics, why you chose to leave or not, but like leaving to matriculate, like your brain shifts. There's a shift in the brain where you go, oh, that chapter was beautiful, but it's a new chapter. (coughs) Was it a difficult phasic move to like, you know what? I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be going to major market yet, but let me try Riverside. Let me try Palm Springs, you know, San Diego. Yeah, I, mean, I was, I was sending air checks to a bunch of places. I mean, I knew I was going to have to leave power at some point if I wanted to like bust my chops. That's what they call it. Right. Like get better. Um, I think the thing was though, is at the time that I was like going to leave big was going across the street to real you know, and so like an opportunity kind of had opened a little bit where there was a night show open because they were moving crews to the morning. And I was like, yo, just like put me in coach like one night, put me on with Justin because I Justin and I like kind of had chemistry like we we were friends, you know, at the time. So I was kind of like, I mean, we're still cool. But I mean, at the time we were pretty like I would see him all the time. We had good conversation. Like I felt like maybe there could be something, you know, and I wanted the program director to hear that. Just incredible but, for the listening audience, right? Yeah. Just, just, just incredible. incredible. Okay. Um, yeah. So like at that time, but in my, that was just like all in my mind, right? Like, I don't know if anybody else was thinking that it was just in my mind. Cause I was like, man, just like put me in. I think it could be something cool. Like just let's do it one night, you know, like, or give me an hour, whatever. But Prior to that happening, I mean, it was all happening in like a matter of like a two week span because I remember shout out to Jay main. He is, he runs R and base and stuff like that. Um, I, me and him worked at street team um, power together. So he actually helped me a lot with like my air checks and like voiceover stuff. I was recording drops with him at the time and with him, he actually sent my air check out to Vegas. He had sent my air check out to Palm Springs and like he had helped me out. And then when I had got on in San Diego, because I mean, yeah, I mean, God, I'm like remembering all of my radio stuff. And I'm like, damn, I was on Palm Springs. I was on in San Diego like prior to all this. Yeah. So like I started in Palm Springs. 
that was just kind of like I it was dope, but I felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it. It was like I was wasting gas and I wasn't getting air checked. I wasn't like nothing, you know, and I was just kind of like, man, like I'm not getting better. And this is kind of like wasting my time, I felt. So I was trying there. This was this was probably prior to me. This was still me being on on power, too. I was trying to get on in other places. So, yeah, Palm Springs didn't work out. I ended up getting on in San Diego, which was dope. And I actually thought I was going to get full time in San Diego because the station that I was on, Energy 103.7, they actually had a night gig open. And I was doing nights. Like, I was going down there probably like three nights out of the week. And I and then I had quit the promotion thing. And then I started working at Scam, like, randomly. This was like a month I was at Scam. But my schedule would be like, Scam, 9 a.m. to 6 p no, 7 p.m., then I would either voice track, go to power, track all my stuff for like at least two days. And then one of the nights I would shoot down there and just go live. And they'd have like the two, first two hours like pre-recorded, and then come back and do it all over again. And then on Fridays, I would have the overnights at power, still would do that. And then I was on in San Diego on the weekends. So I had to drive down there again to be live on the weekends and I would stay in a hotel room <laughs> and just like do it all. Like it was just, my schedule was so crazy at one point. So I thought San Diego was going to happen. Um, it didn't happen. We sent my air check to Wild 94.9 in the Bay. We heard Nessa was going to Hot 97. So J-Main is from the Bay. And he's like, yo, I know the program director or the APD there, Travis. He's like, I got his email. Like, let's just send it. I was like, all right. So I sent an email. It was late, too. It was like a, like a random weekday. And it was like 8 p.m. that I sent it. It was late. And um, I got hit back like right away. Like the program director had hit me back in like 15 minutes and was like, hey, um, I don't know if you like are down to talk. Can we talk tomorrow? Like, I love what I hear. And I was like, wait, what? This is crazy because <laughs> it was really fast. And he called me that next day. We talked on the phone for a little bit. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. next week. Like, I don't know if you're down to meet up. I have a thing at the iHeart building. And at the time I was working at Scam. So I was like, all right, I could just go over the hill, meet you real quick on my lunch break. So that's what I did. I went and we had my interview at the um, iHeart in, in front of the iHeart radio theater, but at a bus stop, we were sitting at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. Literally talking there. And he's just like, I just want to congratulate you. You're in the top three. And I was like, what? I'm like, I just met you last week or I just talked to you yesterday. Like, what do you mean? I'm in the top three. Like it was so quick. And then I got offered the job. And I'll never forget it. When I got offered the job, I was at a kidding listening party wasted. It was late. It was like 9 p.m. I got the emails like with one of my best friends. And I was like, I think I'm moving to San Francisco. <laughs> like, I think this is about to happen right now. And yeah, man, it all it all happened back in 2015. Kind of crazy. Did, did, was there. What's the other good thing about that radio station up north? The Bay, the Wild is a legendary station. Like they're known for like the doghouse and like the JV show, which is still on Wild. You know, like they're legendary. Like every person that I had told in radio that I was going to Wild, they were like, oh, yeah, I know that station. Like sure. they were super excited about it. And for me, I was just like grateful for the program director, like Mark Adams. Like he was just very like welcoming. He, he just like, like I was okay. Cause to be honest with you, like I was scared shitless of my PD at, at power. Like I, who was it at that time? Like, 
Jimmy Steele. Jimmy Steele? Okay. Yeah, he's not there now, but like I like his and Jimmy actually hired me at Power. You know, like Jimmy found me in like a listening group. Like I came in because I got an email. They were like, hey, come. We're going to ask about how you listen to the station and you could have free pizza or, you know, whatever. And I was like, all right, dope. Free concert tickets too. Cool. Why not? I went and Jimmy had asked to keep in contact with me. So like when I was looking for another job, I like sent him an email and that's how I ended up getting hired at power, to be honest. Um, So I like thought I could be cool with Jimmy, but I just like froze with him. Like I just, I would be weird. And then like, like when I left, it was kind of like weird too. And like, I just, I told, I would like that in my head. I was like, yo, I don't want my relationship with my new PD to be like that. Like, I just don't like, I want to be, cause I would see like how Cruz would have his relationship with Jimmy or how big would walk in there. Like nothing, you know, like, Hey, what's up? Like not scared of him, you know? And I'm just like, and even with Yessi, like same thing, you know, just walked in there. So I was just like, damn, like, I don't want to be scared of my boss. Like, that's weird, you know, like, and I was younger too, you know? So when I uh, got to wild, I was kind of like, you know what? Like, I'm going to really focus on having like being myself and like showing that side of me. And that really helped, man. My boss really like took me under his wing and taught me a lot because I moved pretty quickly um, within iHeart. Like as far as, getting opportunity in a very, I feel like strategic time channel, like time frame, And I think that's my boss. Like, I don't know, like, and I just think he's like, he put it out there at the right time or he had a time frame in his head that he's like, okay, I'm going to put Gabby out there for this or for that, you know? And it just kind of all worked out in a strange way. <laughs> how, mu- how much of that do you think is radio experience versus life experience as far as for your I don't want to call it intimidation, but maybe your lack of rapport with Jimmy. No, yeah, I think it's both. I mean, I obviously Jimmy saw something in me to want to like keep in contact, you know, like he's like, yo, like I see maybe this girl can be more. And they actually had asked me for like a lot of voiceover stuff. Like when I was just like first got there, they were like, we really like your voice. And I was like, okay, like, cool. I, I didn't think anything of it, I guess. But when he became my boss, it was for sure life experience, for sure radio experience. I mean, that was the only radio station I had been at at the time. You know what I mean? Like, it was very, it was like, it was where you, I was green. Like, that's what they call it in radio terms. Like, when you're still so new at this whole thing, like, you're so green. And that's what I was. Like, I didn't know how to act. Like, I knew how to, like, it's funny because, like, with Cruz, like, I was so fun, like, joking all the time. And, like, that's who I am. Like, I'm a jokester. I'm always cracking jokes, like, laughing at something. Like, that's genuinely who I am. And Cruz would, like, try to tell Jimmy, like, yo, Gabby's funny. Like, she's really funny, you know? And he's like, I haven't seen that side of her. Like, and it's just, I didn't know how to, like, be myself, I guess, in front of him because, yeah, I was intimidated for sure. And I was, I knew that, like, this man could take me off power 106 tomorrow, like right now, if he wanted to. And I didn't like want to fuck that up, I guess. <laughs> it's it's interesting because whenever my shift would be done, I'd walk into his, to his office and we talk about like our favorite movies. We talk about well, fucking good That's true. That's true. But still, I was an intern at that time. I was I an intern it. You know, I feel like he would treat the dudes, though, a little differently, too. You know, like how like the relationships like I think I don't know. I don't know how his relationships were with other women, to be honest with you. But like 
I personally was just intimidated. Like he never like said like anything crazy. Like he did like say a comment to me one time where I was like, I'm not even going to go there, but um, it was just, there's just like a couple of things, you know, I think that women have a little harder. We have to be more on point, you know, and I think that was a part of it. Like I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. Sure. But do you think, do you think you being Latin, it's even a harder climb? Because there's there's you being a female, that's tough right. already, but mm-hmm. a female in Latin, yeah. I feel, I don't know, but it's why, why I'm totally. asking, but you being female in Latin, I think that adds not to like disparage white people, okay? Not even in that spirit, but being Latin yeah. and female, the, the climb yeah. seems to be rougher. Totally. And, you know, like I was kind of lucky to see like, I mean, when I got hired at power, I felt like it was like the prime of power. Like when I got hired, like it was big boys neighborhood with Liz and tattoo, you know, like they were still there. (laughs) QDZ and fuzzy were there, you know, like, yes, he was in the midday. Eric was doing afternoons. That's when Felly was still doing nights, you know, like, it was, it was like, I feel like the prime time of Power 106. So I saw women like Liz Hernandez. I saw women like Yessi and I was like, yo, they could do it. I can do that shit. Like what the hell? So I think I never really thought of it that way until towards the end and until I was trying to get hired at other stations too. You know, like, oh, okay. So like, even like, cause you know, like there's other markets like where you're sending in, there's like blatant racism. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, sure. like okay. And like, that's just what it is here. Like that kind of stuff. So like, I would see here, cause I sent stuff out to like other um, states too. Like I was sending stuff. I was just trying to get picked up. <laughs> I got picked up probably in another state. I probably wouldn't have went, but I knew that I like just needed feedback from other PDs too. So I was just trying to build um, my name out there. But I think, yeah, towards the end of my like time at power, I noticed more. I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a woman. Oh, oh, and I'm lat. Okay, okay. And I'm a Latina. Okay. I understand now. I get it. That's why this person is getting to do this and I got to sit this one out or, you know, like things like that. Like you just pick up on it and that's comes with experience, right? Like I've, I learned so much at power. Like it was literally where I got my feet wet, where I made mistakes, where I busted my chops on air, like started on air, learned how to be like a kind of a manager, you know, like running a street team, uh just a a bunch of stuff learned a lot about myself you know who I am like there was a lot of things that I learned so like when I had went to wild I just had like a whole different perspective and a whole different um I guess way of wedding way of things that I wanted to do like I (laughs) I'm gonna go in here being me a hundred percent I'm not dealing with the drama. I'm going to bust my ass and let's see what happens. And I'm going to get back to L.A. because I always had that in the back of my head. Like, oh. I'm going to get back to L.A. This is going to help me. And it, it did. I think a lot of people don't realize, too, like to be in a major market station. You know, let's just say it. It's a heritage station, right? It's a legacy station. And for you, that that's essentially your fundamental years, 
to learn your fundamental. It's like playing in the Lakers. You're like Alex Caruso. You know, you're like Lonzo right. Ball no. and you're, you're with the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy that I started on Wild. That's market four. You know what I'm saying? Like Wild is market, like San Francisco's market four. People start in market 58. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I started in market four. So for me to go to Wild, mind you, when I got hired at Wild, I didn't know who my boss was. Like Mark has a resume as well. You know, Mark has worked with some really like, dude, Mark was like the one of the first PDs to work with Ebro. In the you know morning, in which a lot of people don't know. Ebro was from the yeah. Bay. Yeah, Ebro's from the Bay. Ebro had a morning show in Portland, you know, at one point. And my boss was his PD. Like, so he just like, I feel like Mark like, molded me into this like hustling because he was just like never say no like no to stuff like if they ask you don't say no like just bust your ass he's like show that you want this and he's like and you will be on in LA like you will be on in LA he's like just bust your ass like even with the voiceover work because I do I voice over a lot of stations so when you hear like real 92.3 here in LA, for example, and you hear like the promo voice, like that's me, like, you know, I record all of that stuff. And I do that for about like eight other stations, you know, like I got a couple in like across the nation that I do that for. So, and Mark was the one that was like, Gabby, I think you should do voiceover. Like you got a good voice. Like you should like, you should do this. And I was like, really? He's like, no, yeah. Like, I think you should. And then like, uh, he got me, like I connected me with an agent. I have an agent now. Like, so he always just like looked out for me in that sense, even with like the voice tracking. So with iHeart, a lot of people are voice tracking shows from out of market just because, you know, budgets, whatever. It could be a lot of things. Um, so I was voice tracking KGGI Riverside from the Bay. I was voice tracking Channel 933 San Diego from the Bay. Um, I was voice tracking KRQQ Tucson from the Bay. Uh, so like I was doing a lot of stations. I was busting my ass to do whatever I could to just show like, hey, I can be on in LA too. You know, I'm from there. Hey. <laughs> right. Did you ever, did you ever submit anything towards East, like New York or Chicago? Where ironically, Jimmy's right now. No, I haven't actually, surprisingly. And I don't know, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm such, like moving to the Bay and it's not even that far. It's an hour flight, five hour drive or six hour drive, whatever. Um, Moving to the Bay just made me realize, like, yo, you belong in L.A. You're such an L.A. girl, dude. Like, <laughs> you love your Dodgers. You love your Lakers so much. And you can't rep your teams like that living out, you know, in the Bay. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to drink some no. more water. Do you think? Man. Well, while you drink, it's interesting, too, for the listening audience. It's what when you have a PD supporting you to go back to Mothership LA. I mean, he's grooming you. Like, dude, you're going to be back in LA, as you mentioned earlier. That's a big deal. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's an unspoken rule, like in entertainment, specifically in radio. All your honor talent is trying to move up or move out for the bigger check, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the, even though it's supposed to be expected, some PDs take that shit personally. 
but he well, was yeah, there to guide I think me. They look, yeah, they look at it like, oh, you're not loyal, right? Like you don't, you're not loyal to this brand or to the call letters or whatever the case is. I think um, the thing with, I think my boss just n- knows, like, I mean, cause I'm not the only one that he's done this with. You know what I mean? Like he, he has another talent that, you know, she's on Z100 New York, you know, like the, which is the number one market. Like that's a big deal. So I, <laughs> I think he enjoys coaching talent and I think he knows what it takes to get you to that next level. And if he can help you get there. And I think it, it makes him look good too. If you think about it, like within the company and stuff like that, um, you're like Phil so, Jackson, you know? Yeah. Like I'm sure it makes him look great. So who knows what opportunities he can get from it as well, I guess, is what I'm looking at it as as well. You just never know. And, and when you were up in the, I guess, you know, the, as reacquainting with the slang, the town versus the city. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> right, right. But since you had a different frame of mind, were you like no longer involved with like the interns? You'll be like, man, this this intern's so sloppy, dude. It's like, could you let this guy go, or were you just all about finishing nah, your show? I was. I mean, you mean like when I was at Wild, or when I when you were at like, Wild, yeah. I mean, we didn't really have interns. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Nah, because uh, there was like something that happened. So like iHeart kind of stayed away from like the internships for a little while. I think they only did it in like major market, like top two markets, LA, New York. Um, but yeah, we didn't really have interns. So like it was all me. Like I was running my show. Combo up, had, technical producer. You were cutting the commercials. No, that good. was me. Yeah, I was running everything like anything of my calls i mean i'm editing everything any spots any commercials yeah i'm i'm cutting my commercials you know editing and sending them off yeah like we 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 didn't have i didn't have anybody helping me out and then even like with all my voice tracking too you know like that was all me i didn't have anybody helping me with that you know and that's where i'm gonna sound really old (laughs) like (laughs) like the value of combo opping and producing your own stuff and cutting your own stuff i remember people would tell me i mean i'm I'm old enough to remember splicing tape, right? So when you had to edit on on a Bay machine, a hardware machine, I'm like, oh, this is a piece of cake. But now even even newer wannabe talents, that's like they can't combo up. Like they think like they're princes and princesses. So I mean, there's those those are like the bigger talents, right? Like the ones that have like been around for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not even Seacrest, like. Even like Felly Fell, I think, has his board up. You know what I mean? Like running his show or but he's disco I mean, during have, my time. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's there anymore, but um yeah, I don't know. Like I I still do my stuff even now being at KISS. Like I run my boards, you know, I do all of that. And I think most of the majority now that I'm thinking about talent at KISS and any of the stations, like in the cluster, I think they all run their boards. Like there's no board op really. We have <coughs> we have like people there to help us if we need it, but I think we're good. It's mostly us. <laughs> Do you, well, what's your, I always have this shop talk with a lot of people who've done radio. Um, what's your impression with podcasting? Is it, if for the longest time, a lot of, 
people who have had experience on air, like radio, radio didn't like it. Yeah. But, but do you see it as a different medium? It's kind of like the kissing cousin or a sibling of radio, or is it completely different at all? I personally like it because I think you could kind of, um, well, in my case, anyways, like for what I do, I don't talk long form. Sure. I'm, I'm in a short, I'm short formed, you know, like I think the most I talk is maybe 40 seconds. Brevity, brevity, air. brevity, brevity. Everything's about Quick. being brief. Yep. Yeah. So I personally like a podcast because if I ha if I mean, I do, I am like trying to think about like getting one started up again because I did have one and then it was kind of like half-assed and then I kind of had to like do one for work, like this whole thing. And it was like, you know, not really what I wanted it to be. So like, I, uh, I really want to put something into it, but I feel like I could have good conversations with people. I mean, that's what I think I started at. Like I was interviewing people, I was doing stuff on Dash, you know, and I want to get back to that. I think conversations are dope. And I think like, not hearing the same old like generic questions like i want to have like an actual like different type of conversation with people yeah and, and, and i've oh go ahead. podcasting like sorry i think you can in podcasting and that's what makes it dope especially for radio talent if they're in a situation like me that you can't really like do that on the air or even the off the air stuff right like oh i could curse on here hell yeah like you know like that kind of stuff yeah and and, and i personally feel the growth is faster. When I was on satellite radio for a little bit, I'm not going to name the, it. It rhymes with Dade 45. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was about like prize promo tees, right? Up next, we had a hot new remix with Erica Badu. I was just like, sometimes I just don't want to be like that, you know? So for me, I felt like the personal growth was so much more and exponential if you were doing on-air stuff and podcasting because there's 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 some there, there's a certain interest to the person that you're interviewing so yeah. the, the, it's like oh i'm gonna run 10 miles tonight and i love this you know it's like those maniac joggers right or those runners right. when we're, we're in the pocket with with the conversation it's like this conversational high because you're genuinely interested in someone it's amazing so well, like so i feel like you know, that, that'd be interesting if you were to get into that. And, and, no, and, and, and you I, know, go ahead. Sorry. My internet's wrapping no, up in Glendale. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, you were going to say something. It's your, it's your interview. So. <laughs> okay. No, I was going to say was I filled in like morning show radio and I got that taste of like longer forming talk breaks. And I was like, man, I need to just do this podcast already. Like, I'm just BSing. Like, I need to get it together, you know? I was, I was a trainer for two and three on-air talents for a lot of people. If ever you do want to get into that, if you decide to go solo or partner up with someone, I'll be happy to throw you, like, you know how in talk they teach you about, um, you know, um, generating, reacting, and pushing a conversation forward, if ever. I'll edit this, that part out. It, it's dope. It, there's a real science behind it, especially when you find someone you click with. It's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. Um, I, you and I were alumni for a couple of smaller internet sta uh, stations and also with Dash. I tell people all the time, I'm on Dash even though I'm paid somewhere else because it's like shooting hoops 
during the off season. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's practice. And totally. what, why were you on the other internet stations you and I were both on? I think we were both on too. Why were you doing yours while you already paid talent? Same reason. Um, yeah, I think I, I really, <clears throat> well, it was a couple of reasons. I think it was the same thing. I wanted to practice, but I also knew that was some connection still to LA there. Right. And so that was always in the back of my mind. Like it was interesting because I will never forget. It was like my first week in the Bay. And I remember just like sitting in my hotel room and I was just like, what the hell did I just do? Like, what the fuck? Like you really left, like you left LA. Like you moved, you moved away. And I was just kind of like, I need to get back there. Like, I don't like, how am I going to get pop in here? Like, I just remember I had so many like different things in my head because my life slowed down. I had events like almost every night of the week. I had some sort of something. I had to work this or, you know, I was just moving like crazy when I was here. And then when I went to the Bay, it was like that all stopped. I was, you know, my. Well, because it's it's San Francisco. There's not like industry like that, right? If you think about it, it's not sure. Hollywood. Like you you have some stuff or you could like if I was maybe in tech, I would have something or, you know, like there's different. I guess every it's, it's a different city. It's not it's not industry based like that, I would feel. Yeah, so I just I really like it slowed down. So like I would work, but there wasn't really much to do like that so I was just kind of like damn okay so I would have my thoughts a lot obviously I was thinking about a lot of things and I knew at the time like okay dash is in LA they have events sometimes let me still connect this this is practice for me you've been doing it for a little bit f it why not you know then it kind of just got hard because I started getting the other stations from iHeart and I felt like I was like sending them late stuff. And I was like, dude, you guys, you guys should like find somebody that could be like really there. I was like, cause I, I can't now, like I got two, three stations now. <laughs> right. And then, and then the workload, a lot of, I sometimes feel it's harder to do voice tracking because oh, it's, it was, it's definitely way harder than dash was. Yeah. A hundred percent because you have to like really prep. Like I felt like with dash, like I would prep, but it was like, fun stuff, you know, like I was doing what I wanted. I was like in control. Whereas, you know, I have to, when I'm on a iHeart station, like, okay, I got to look at the liners, got to make sure I'm hitting this promo at this time. Oh, we got giveaways here. Okay. I got to get local here. You know, like it, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. And, and I feel like with, you know, you're, you're all over the U S map and then, were you thinking about regional? Oh, I got a sound Texan here, or I got to sound like them. No, I kind no. of was just like, yo, they're putting me on. They heard me. So I'm, I'm me. That's me. it. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to try to sit here and be somebody I'm not because I don't know what the slang is out in Texas, you know, or whatever. I mean, I would get local as far as like the cities and stuff like that. Try to like know exactly where certain things were, that kind of deal. But like, yeah, no. I'm not going to switch up our talk. If for some reason, like New York called, this is before you moved back to LA. If New York called, do you think you would have been tempted? 
Um, or were you so like hell bent on going back to L.A.? I mean, at one point in my life, I did want to live in New York and I love New York. Like every time I go, I always have a blast, you know, like it's it's definitely a blast for me. But I don't know if I could see myself living there, per se. But I mean, it had they maybe call, I mean, I don't know, like depending on what it would be. I just don't I, I think I probably wouldn't go just because of my mom, too. Like my mom is here in California. And that's far, you know, and it's, and I'm her only kid, like, and she's a little older. Like, I just, it would have probably, they would probably look at me like I'm crazy, to be honest. But I, I have that in the back of my mind because my mom will not move to New York. She'd be like, F you, <laughs> I ain't going. Was she running a ha- uh, hair salon for a while? Yeah, um, she owned a hair salon like during my childhood, but uh, she does hair now. Like she has like her little old ladies. She does like little roller sets and whatnot and perms and shit. Um, so it's like kind of funny, but yeah, she, she does hair, but I like, like I said, she's older. I just like felt would feel like so bad. Like if I left, you know? So like, um, with, with this podcast thing, uh, what would you be just be interviewing people? Are you looking into partnering up? I think I you just know. put stuff out, man. Even if it's a minute pod once a week. That's that's literally it. I think at this point, that's what my friend said. Like, dude, just freaking put stuff out. Like people like you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why do you say that? And he's just like, dude, you, you could just keep a conversation going. Like you entertain people. Like, I'm like, all right. I just got to I want to I have like an idea in my head. Like I want to call it. I want to call it like it's a G thing. That's what I want to call it. Uh, I know it's you- like. Huh? Is that open format like conversation or is it going to be strictly interviews? Yeah, like I kind of well, not strictly interviews. I think I want it to maybe be like a weekly type of joint. So it's not or maybe even like a twice a week type of thing, like have a certain maybe one episode as an interview, another episode as like, you know, just other stuff of what's going on, more topic based or whatever. But I want to call it it's a G thing just to like talk and then interviewing people like, yo, how have you kept a G? Like, how have you gotten to this point of G where you're like comfortable in your own skin? You know, like because that takes a while. Like, I feel like there's certain stages of your gangster. Like, <laughs> it's it's really I feel like it's definitely an interesting way of like looking at it anyways, because. You know, like when you're starting out, you're learning certain things and you're like, okay, I'm on this learning level, right? But it teaches you certain ways of what not to do and how to move and that way. But what got you to this gangster where you know how to move and you got it on lock? And I don't want to just like interview artists. Like I want to interview like business owners, like, you know, like dope different types of people. Like I feel like all those type of people matter. And I think like also like, I know I have an audience like with teenagers kind of too, just based off like from wild and like just the schools that I've done and all of that. So I want kids to see that it's not like, yo, it's not just about influencers. It's not just about like YouTube and TikTok. Like this person owns a freaking food truck and it's killing it right now. You know, like just like thinking of things like that. Yeah. Cause I think also with growth as a human being, you know, as you, as, you know, in your 20s, you're kind of like it's the buffet of life. And then in your 30s, you're starting to hone things down. But because you're so much more learned in your 30s, then you can go like this or like this, you know. So it, I think it would be I think you'd, you'd, you'd do very well in that aspect. And 
I hope um, you do. I, I hope you do it because I'm, 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 I don't know if you know, I'm a long form conversationalist as we do this, you know, this yeah. interview and doing stuff for the junkies, doing stuff for NPR, doing stuff all for this. I guess it's called believe.com for this podcast network. We're stealing people from <laughs> other networks and, you know, like, like radio, right? Yeah. Look at look at 92.3. Like how many people were just jacked from all over the map? Totally. That that was crazy. I mean, when Big left, like I I was in the building for that. I was freaking nuts, man. Like were there people crying? <coughs> no, I wouldn't say they were crying. I think they were just more so like, yo, they're going to come for our fucking necks. <laughs> We we gotta be on our shit, you know. We gotta be and and real came in hot. Like I don't know if you remember that, but like hearing them, like yo, real ninety two three, like you know, like real hip hop, so right, right? Like it was DJ drama, dude. Like they literally took that Power One Hundred Five One blueprint, you know, and plopped it right on real. And that that was like that. I'll never forget that. That was so crazy to me. I was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Just observing it from afar, I think Crystal B went to AMP and so did Yessie Ortiz and then Charisma. Did she get, hop on real right away when B I think so. I think so. So it was just. Yeah, I think she, yeah, I think she had hopped over there and then um, I don't know how long she was there, but I know she ended up back at power. Right. Right. At some point. Yeah, which yeah. which is why you can't burn bridges, you know. You can. Not That's like a perfect example, right? Like, just be cool. Like, keep your relationships. You just never know who will end up your boss. I think that was like one of my main things too. I try to be cool with so many people. Like, just be humble, man. That will take you like such a long way. Yeah, and um, uh, can you do like five to ten more minutes, and then we'll wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, I mean, I, I think. With with uh, radio, I I I hold tight because I've interned for so many stations. Do you feel like radio is it is a dying market? Or is it just a tra changing and traversing market? Yeah, I think it's changing. I think what iHeart has done is like yeah, they're a big machine, right? But I think they got it right. You know, they like they got into podcasting. They have their playlisting with the app. You know, like. And streaming is like a really big deal. Now you could like request a song on your Alexa, you know, for us to like play it for you from the studio. So sure. I think there's just, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my cough is so stupid. I hate oh, it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I think it's just, um, it's just, it, it, it's changing. I don't know. Like, it's interesting. I feel like radio is just like the last free thing, right? You know, if you think about it. There's certain apps that you could go on, I'm sure, like internet apps. But like when you get in the car, you don't have to, you could still turn it on and have something on. And it's not, you may be your streaming service on your phone or, you know, whatever. So I don't know if it'll ever fully die. Like, yeah, it's maybe going lower and lower, but I don't know if it'll ever fully be gone. Do you think, I'll tell you what I think first. I think okay. radio talent and programmers have the power to really like culturally curate. But right now we're on this binary numbers game. Well, this person is this X amount of followers. 
So we have to fucking play little Nas X. But but I feel maybe I'm just way too old already. Mid 40s. Um, Like, I would love to hear what you really want to play. Not all the time. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time. Just give me a playlist once a week, Gabby. So I know what you're really into. You don't have to be like the guys from... KCRW and Garth Trinidad, which they're dope, <laughs> right, right? right? You know, they're really dope. Right. But it's like, wh- why do you think it's stuck in like a playlist methodology? Musically, why is it just because it's consistency and it sells? It's just to format. It, it's kind of like. Maybe. And I also blame social media, though, too, because I feel like social media has um, brought a lot of like songs to the forefront where you're like, really you know what i mean like really um but i like little nas x you know like i actually like that dude a sure, little bit sure. like, I know people have like their feelings about him with how he's done certain things and and i get it completely like i'm always open to hearing people's opinions about certain things and like i and like hearing them you know um but i think social media and like Shazam and like streaming, like they pay and like the billboard numbers. Like, I think they do pay attention to that stuff a lot. Like on top of that, like on top of the relationships that with labels that radio people have, you know, on top of that. But, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting for sure to say the least, just even being on in the Bay and like, or even being on at power, you know, to see how they would do things. Like I, it was a culture shock for me when I, went from Power 106, them DJing all day to me going to a log in the Bay. Right? Like, at Power, they had freedom. Like, granted, they're playing, they're going by rotation, but they had a little freedom to be themselves or whatever. Like, hey, old school record should I throw in here? What B record or, you know, whatever. And then in the Bay, it was like, oh, this is my playlist for the night. All right. (laughs) You know? It was it was definitely a little different. And I never I'm not saying like. I mean, I didn't really have control of what I played anyways, but if there was like certain things that I like, oh, I got to add a song here, I'd be so excited, you know, like, all right, I'm about to throw in this song because I haven't heard this in a while or whatever it might be. Do Do you see programming in your future? I did at one point. I don't know if I do anymore. Mm. What changed? Um. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm interested in other things. Like I, like I really, I did this event like on um, Saturday with Shoe Palace and Nike and they like, it was like about mental health and like community stuff. And like, I've always been into community stuff, but I feel like I've never like done it the way I want, you know, like per se, or like really been, I've been able to, I guess. Um, or never really just put the effort in because I'm fucking scared. I mean, cause that happens, you know, you get in your own head, you overthink things. Well, what if they're going to think about this or whatever? Um, but I think now I'm in a different space. I'm older now. Like I know what I care about. Like I really like, I, I enjoy going to schools. Like I enjoy talking to kids, you know? And I feel like when I was in school, I didn't have like somebody to look up to to like tell me like yo you can do this like you have the support system or hey there's these services that are available to you that could help you 
you know, like, I don't know. I just, there's some way I want to just do something with the community. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if like programming would take away from that. And I feel like I want to be able to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Look at you all grown up now trying to get involved. Right? In the community. I know. And I want to like, and I want to have a business. You know what I'm saying? Like there, like if you think about it, the pandemic, I think um, opened your mind up to like another world. And you realized like so many people like thrived in the pandemic, not let alone like all the negative stuff that happened, but like so many people also thrived, like create all these businesses and, you know, like I was thinking, I thought about that. I'm like, damn, like, what would I have a bit? Like, what business would I have? Like, I really love clothes. Like, I really love men's fashion. Like, I love that. I want to, like, have a men's clothing line. Like, that's something that I really, I've never really said that out loud to anybody. But, like, I, when I go shopping, like, I go straight to the men's section. And I think it's because, like, I'm in, I'm curious to see, like, I'm looking at men's clothing, like, all the time. And I would always help my guy friends, even like my ex-boyfriends, you know, like I would always dress them or help them. (laughs) So I um, that's like another thing that I really am interested in at some point. I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting (laughs) you bring that up because it's like normally I have a ton of friends lived in the East Coast, moved to the West and then ended up getting married, finding someone. So I thought you'd be bringing home like a black guy from Vallejo or a Filipino from Daly city or like, I don't know, a Latino from Oakland back yeah, to LA. Yeah, no, but, I mean, actually, believe it or not, I was like, um, in a relationship, the majority of my time in the Bay, uh, um, it was someone here in LA. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. So I, it was like a long distance type of thing. We were together for oh. a while. Yeah, it was rough, but, but honestly, like, man, he, he made it, he made it work. I made it work too. Like we would come back and forth and, you know, it helped because my mom was here and I'm very close to my mom. So. Oh, she moved. Huh? Your mom moved up North. Oh no, no, no. She's, oh, she she's was down in, here. Like, okay. My I'm bad. Saying, like, my it, bad. It was easy. Kind of, it worked out because I would come see my mom so much and you know, it, it we made it work. And we did for a really long time until probably like, well, 2019, we really broke up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like before the pandemic. So we had broke up. Yeah. Back in like 2019. And yeah, man, I've been single. In a way, that's a blessing. So that way you don't have a 2020 pandemic, baby. I know. Right. Everybody had them. Dude, dude. Everyone I, had a penny baby. It was I, so crazy. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I may have to edit this out, but I, I've 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 been to oh, like plan plan planned parenthood, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like and I'm seeing yeah. the lineups of women with crossing their fingers hoping they don't have like a kid coming out. No, like, I feel you. I have not been there. I've been, I've, no, I'm, uh, I've, I'm like just over here, like watching freaking squid games and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even peeped that out yet. Is that any good? Yeah, man. That shit's nuts. <laughs> it's that int- shit is crazy. I was like, what is that? Like, it's really about like greed, dude. If you think about it, it's really about greed. That's like one word in a nutshell. You know, it's the great thing about Netflix because it's exposing everyone's culture. Um, 
like there's the stereotypical stuff like narcos right for latinos but um someone sent me a link i haven't peeped it out yet um it's about like a uh a mexican family that's uh starting like a grocery store or has a grocery store i'm gonna peep it out. i'll send you a is link it called Hentified? there you go it's, i think it's season two is out now and yeah like, Charles, this show. is right up your alley no it's a great show i watch it you should check it out oh okay yeah um um so i'll we'll go ahead and wrap it up with this final question if someone's trying to get into radio is is interning still the route because i feel like podcasting could distract you from the radio goal because there's there's this immediacy and then i'm I'm telling people in their 20s like dude there's something about a program director and an air check that is so valuable but if you don't like being told what's wrong or what's right, then you're gonna not going to have a fucking career. Yo, if you do not have thick skin in any aspect of entertainment, you will not have a long career. And that's just in a nutshell. Sorry to burst anybody's bubble out there. But yeah, I mean, if you if you can't handle constructive criticism and if you can't handle somebody being blunt with you, um, find something else because you have to take that. You have to want to get better. You can't automatically think in your mind like, oh, I'm going in this and I'm the shit because you're not, you know, right. like you're not straight up. But I will say now with if you want to get into radio, I think it's really up to you how you get connected to somebody on a station that you want to be a part of. Um, You know, like if you want to, eventually be on street team at kiss fm you gotta do your research and find out okay so who's the promotions coordinator of this who do i have to reach out to like it's really i've always said this it's really how bad you want it at the end of the day like me for example i knew that i wanted to be on air full time so i sent my air checks out to every freaking market i could you know what i mean and that's really what it boils down to i think like you really want to do radio? Prove it. <laughs> right, right. It, it's it's you. You know, you got to get it. You know, you have to get yeah, it. Yeah, it's not going to be handed to you. And I think that's the problem. I think with a lot of like younger people these days, they think that things just happen overnight and it's going to be handed to you. And you know, in some aspects, people that does happen, and people get lucky. But that's not for everybody. You know, that doesn't happen for everybody. That's in a perfect world. You know. I lied. One more important question. How much of what you do? Because I feel like with uh, this is my political statement, I didn't I didn't vote for Trump because I just thought he was racist. But how much of you is Gabby Diaz when you announce? But like with Filipinos, because we're trying to come up as a culture. How much of you is Gabby Diaz, the Mexican-American? You know, because like a lot of my penchant is being Filipino and Chinese. Right. I, I, I represent the coronavirus and the no. math Asian and the fighting Asian, you know, brown and yellow. Totally. So real quick, I'm not Mexican. Oh, what are you? <laughs> What's your ethnic background? So I'm um, I'm Guatemalan. That's my, 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 my mom. Bad. God damn it. No, you're good. No, you're Fuck. good. Don't worry. About it. it happens. I think people automatically assume, right? Again, it's racial on my end. I can no, I can fine. admit that I'm not taking it wrong at all. Um, but my dad's Guatemalan. My mom is white. My mom is German Italian. So 
I swirl think, baby. Yeah, I'm a mutt for sure. I always thought like you. Sorry. Sorry. Mind blown no, here. Mind blown here. It's I always like, thought you were like a liger. No, I'm a like tiger, literally. You know? <laughs> I am for sure a mutt. Yeah, I'm it's all fucking my bad. You're good. Um, yeah. So my dad's like full Guatemalan. So but like, I mean, I grew up in such a Hispanic Latin area. Like my friends are all Latino. I'm, you know, like I just and my dad was like in and out of my life. You know, my mom was just like the only solid um, one, really. And so and my mom loved Latin men anyway. So she had a bit of like, you know, she has her little spice as well. And everybody thinks she's freaking Latin because her name's Carmen. She like, yeah. Anyways. Um, I think for me, though, I just want to prove that as a Latina that is, is mixed, but also has experienced some shit just as being a Latina woman and also automatically people like, oh, you're Mexican. You know what I mean? So people automatically assume like, it like the guy interviewing you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. I swear. No, 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 no. But take it. Um, but it's like, I think I just want to show that it's possible. I think that's like the big thing for me. I think when people look at someone like me, they're like, Oh, Gabby, like, you know, they don't know my story. Like if you go to my Instagram, you don't know my story right off the rip unless you've been following me for years, which, you know, like, yeah, you have those followers, but there's new ones that are coming through constantly and they don't know your story and they don't know where you come from. And they just look at it like, Oh, well maybe she just like, it just happened for her or whatever. And it's like, nah, man, it's possible. Like you can be told no so many times and you can still get to where you want to be. Like I was told like three, four times in LA that I was never going to be on. You know what I mean? I was told that I would never be on in Los Angeles and man, that shit like really stuck with me for a really long time. And so I think that's always in the back of my head, like, Hey, you can do it no matter what, like regardless of what people think you are, because this hardship that's going to happen because I'm a woman and I'm Latina as well. So it like makes it even harder. But it was like, nah, man, like I'm going to do it. And you're going to see watch like that was always in the back of my head. And I've never been cocky or anything, but I just knew like it was more so like I'm a prove you wrong. Like I thrive off of that kind of shit. Like, oh, you're going to tell me I can't do something. Let me go cry for five minutes and then I'll be back. <laughs> right. How much of that affected you growing up being mixed and your dad in and out? Because uh, yeah. my dad was a vagina thruster. My mom was the other woman, too, by the way. <laughs> wow. It's complex, complex. Right. Life is complex. So, fuck, I wish I... I really want to keep going, but I know I got to let you go. But um, no, how much- I mean, we, could, we can go for a little while longer. I'm not okay. Right. Right. So like how much of that complicated your thinking? Yeah. I mean, I think it fucked me up completely. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I uh, like I think the situation with my dad uh, definitely has some trauma there that I still haven't worked through. Like, I think I mask a lot of my traumas with that, with work, which isn't good. You know, like I freaking really go hard body at work because I don't want to like deal with all that other stuff. It's like, okay, my mom's cool. Good. All right. Good. We're good. 
Like that's literally always what's in my head. Mom's good. Cool. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like I ended up dating a lot of girls who were fucked up. And ironically, most of the girls I've dated were Latins, mixed Asians, mixed blacks. There's the only, the only three, like pure Asians hate me. Maybe I talk too fucking much and want me to shut my fucking mouth and I don't drive like a Honda, but, but you know, it's, it's, I went through the stage where I, I could only date damaged girls and I thought that would help me, but it it didn't. See, that was the thing with my ex. Like I, I respect him so much because he, I mean, we're still cool. We're good to this day. Like he, Good for you. Yeah, like he just really um, he's the only person that I think I've really like let in that way. Like he fully knows me um, like my boyfriends prior to that. It was just like, all right. They, they, they never put like the effort, but he really put an effort into like know me. And I think it didn't work out because of me. Granted, there was like a lot of things that were happening as well, like throughout the relationship sure. stuff like that had happened. But. I ultimately do blame myself. Like, and I think it's me because I don't think I'm healed through like anything <laughs> to be just, and that's the thing about me is like, I'm really aware of my shit. Like I know I'm fucked up inside, like, especially with a lot of the stuff, like with my parents I mean, my mom, she, I like my mom, bless her. Like she deals with me, like, and I deal with her, but like, we're roommates. Like she's not really my mom. Like we're cool. We're friends. She's not tripping. But I think a lot of the stuff with my dad, yeah, that I'm, I'm not healed through a lot of it. And I thought we would be good and we're not good again. And it's just like, bro, like, it's just like always some shit, like with my dad. And I, and I think it for sure has affected me. Like it made me a beast in my career, because like I said, like I, I freaking grinded it out. I I have a really thick skin because my dad, you need to have a thick skin to have that man in your life. Um, so I think it made me a beast career wise. And then it messed me up like in love life. Cause yeah, like you mentioned earlier, like I thought you would have been back with a man from Vallejo or whatever. Granted. Yeah. I was in a relationship, But like, yeah, like I thought I would be in a hard body relationship too, like trying to have a kid. Like I, those are things that I do want, you know? So, um, but I do think, like I said, I do think that I put my traumas on the back burner to not like heal through them. Like one of my good friends, she started going to therapy, right? Like a couple of years ago. And I tried like the whole, like, uh, what is it? Better help uh, therapy, you know, on your phone or whatever. And that was fine. But like, I don't know. I didn't feel like that connection maybe with a therapist. And they always say like, you got to go through like multiple therapists to like, you know, have this, um, I guess to have that breakthrough. And it was like, I went through one and I was like, ah, fuck this. I'm over it. I'm just going to go track my shells now. (laughs) I hate to go, I hate to go New York centric Gabs, but you got to do it soprano way. You got to be like the Sopranos where you're physically with someone, you feel that energy. Is this person clock watching? How Because you're an interviewer. I'm an interview. When I get interviewed by someone, it's like, how deep is this person? Is is this person on planet generic? Okay. I gave him a big bit. Like my mom was the other woman. Are you going to hop on that? Oh, you didn't. Okay. 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 That kind of interview. Okay. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like um, it's a good time, though. 
the, the only good thing about, well, one of the few good things what the internet has brought is you can find a community out there and there's this, there's this catharsis. To, oh, he's fucked up too. Yes. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's hard for me to like open that, like, cause that's what it's so funny. Like I'm telling you, like one of my homies, he's always getting on my case because he's just like, yo, freaking just hit record and talk, like just freaking go off. Like, dude, just go like, and see for me, like I work at a top 40 radio station. So sometimes like, I, I feel like I, I got to play it safe. Like I don't you have to protect it. Yeah, I got. I want to protect my job, and I just started here too at Kiss. Like, I don't. I'm trying to like know my boundaries, and like, but I also want to like not have any boundaries, you know. And I, these are things that I've like obviously talked about, you know, with my boss and stuff. And she's like, just do it. <laughs> like she told me, like just do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just. I think it's, it has to be when I'm ready. And like I said, like I haven't. I haven't gone healed through things, I guess you could say. So that's why I think there's like a lot of hangups that I have internally that I need to like work through to like, I guess, get to that point where I, I don't know, I'm content with myself. Cause like, it's like, I'm telling you, I have my waves. Like I'm cool one day, next day. I'm like, man, I feel like shit. I don't know why, but I do. All right, cool. Next day, I'm like, all right, guys, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very interesting um, how healing works. Because like I said, I'm watching my friend going through this healing process with her therapist and like how it's like just working great for her. And I'm over here like, man, this fucking telehealth stuff sucks. I don't want to do this shit on Zoom. Like, what do you mean? Right. And, and, and you know what I find as... I get really older, <laughs> you know, I, I hang out with my commune. I hang out with my people. Like I, I, I niche it. It's before you, in your twenties, you paint, right? You slap the paint <coughs> add to the canvas. But now we, when you get older, it's like you sculpt, you chip away the non-essentials to form. Who you are. The, the you, <laughs> you know, literally. That's it. Like I'm, I've realized a lot. I mean, the pandemic, I want to say helped me realize a lot of things about myself. Like I, like, had you talked to me back in 2019, I would have never sat here and told you like, yo man, I haven't healed through this shit with my dad, like the stuff with my dad. And like, I think that's why like I work so hard. Like I would have never said that out loud. You know what I mean? Like, but I think the pandemic really helped me get to that. Like, conclusion because i was just like man like why am i not happy why am i not okay like what is it what are things that like why does this bother me the way it does why do i get this way when i talk about my dad what are like what triggers me you know like certain things so like i think like that like the pandemic helped me realize that and realize like i do need therapy but like i said like things kind of happened you know, like I tried the telehealth stuff like I did on BetterHelp, didn't really work out. Then boom, hey, you're moving back to L.A. because you got to help your mom out. That was really what ultimately brought me back to L.A. So it was like, you know, and what now, timing? Oh, my God. What timing to get hired and then your mom needing you. That's an amazing. Well, that, well, that was the thing. Like I had moved first and then the job had opened up. So like that's fucking timing right there in itself. You know what I mean? 
Like that was crazy. Like I was, I mean, rent wise, I was paying her rent, my rent. And I'm just like, yo, I can't do this. And my boss, thank God from the Bay was like, all right, look, since you've been working from home, we'll just let you, you know, we'll let you move down and then you'll work from there. And I was like, all right, cool. And then it was interesting because yeah, I mean, literally the midday position was opening up because Raph was leaving. That's amazing, man. And there it was. (laughs) So I'm going to end the pod at this point, but if I can just pick your brain for like another minute. Mm -hmm. If ever, I don't know, at first initially, I was looking for someone because I have like, you know, all the camera equipment Mm -hmm. and I have a budget in mind because I'm producing a jujitsu docuseries right now. Mm -hmm. Um, If ever... You might be interested as like practice, nothing mm-hmm. set in stone. I have a budget. Um, if ever you want to do like a pod together, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm thinking money too, though. Not right. just not this fun shit. Fun shit is cool, but right. you can make money and, and feel cathartic at the same time. Right. Nothing forced, nothing, oh, everything organic. If you want to do either a like a Deezus and Marrow version of LA. Right. Or just something that, hey, so, sometimes it's going to be like an NPR episode. Sometimes it's going to be like, you know, um, something on the Black Effect Network. Right. You yeah. know, if ever, I, I know your bandwidth is consumed, but I'm, I'm looking for people to collaborate with. Even if you start your pod, if you need a rotating guest, I'll be happy to jump in. Yeah. Or whatever. Just put it right. in the Put it in the back burner because yeah. I really feel like now's the opportunity to film, package it, and then you could present it to people. Totally. No, yeah, man. I need to I need to get on it. I've been totally like I mean, my friend my friend Amir, like that's who I was referring to. Like that's um he's super like he I don't know if you are you on Twitter at all like that or are you barely just, like, I still I still have an account, but I'm I, I don't touch Twitter. It connects yeah, to my so he's pretty, he's pretty popping on Twitter. He goes by Blame the Label. So he like has he's just connected. Like he consults a lot. So he's always on my head. Like Gabby, like if you just like package your brand together, like to do this or to even like it could be this. And I'm just like, I know, I know. But it was like I've given like myself to iHeart for the past like six years with like tracking all those shows, because aside from the three that I told you, like I had an extra two more and then my live show. So I was doing seven shows a day. And that's a lot, man. Yeah. So and on top of all my voiceover work. You know what I mean? Like, so, and my voiceover work, like I'm getting emails from PDs probably like about six emails a day. And it's like with like three pages of shit, I got to read, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was just like a lot. And so now like that I'm with Kiss and I just, and I still have Wild. um, I don't have all the other stations now because Kiss is a union station. So I can't do like all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so now I feel like, okay, I have more time to like focus on my brand and get all of this going, you know, and go full throttle. And I think that's more so, like, I'm really trying to go like hard body top of the year. Like I have to have a plan. Like I, I'm not like that type of person that just could go on a whim. Like I need to have some sort of plan. Cause that's just who I am. And yeah, that's what I'm really thinking of going full hard body then. <laughs> and even if, you know, 
like I mentioned earlier, um, Sirius used to pay me to train like, cause group talk is the toughest. Yeah. So I coordinate like, okay, you are the generator here. You are the reactor here. Even I'll be happy to consult for free. Yeah. If it doesn't work out between you and I, there's no interest. But I, dude, it's I get it. You know, you want right. to improve your own thing. But but, right. but yeah, and or if you know, if I know of anyone, I'll be happy to suggest someone. Hey, this person might work. Right. But, um, yeah. If if ever keep me in the back of your mind, if ever you want to test, yeah. and we'll do talking tunes. And I have so much dope underground shit where it'll sound multi layered. Yeah. It'll sound multi-layered, and um, that's what I'm doing for the Beat Junkies and Believe. I thank God they're willing to work together. This nice. interview is going to be on Beat Junkies and Believe. So, oh. but but yeah, I mean, I'm talking like we should, not we, but just burn into your head, like talk about package sponsoring. Right. Yeah. If, if you know of other people, let me know. I'm willing to collab with other people if I know it, but think about it. No, oh. for sure. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for telling me about it. I oh, appreciate it. Because sometimes you don't know who can be a cog for each other. And even right. if it's like we record for eight sessions and then we disperse, you do your thing, I do my thing, whichever. Right. I'll send you a okay. link to the to the camera equipment that I have. It's just you'll see it's network ready. We can shoot something fucking network ready. Okay. Do All it right, to Vice. Cool. For either for you or for whatever endeavor. Again, open-minded. <clears throat> All right. But yeah, th- right. thanks for uh, sharing. This is really important. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, um, this will be out probably towards December, if not January next year. Okay. Cool. All good. Thanks, Gabby. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations. You're doing Thank a lot you. of great I- things. I appreciate it, man. It's been a long time coming. I'm grateful. <laughs> and, and I'm sure we'll bump bump into each other in the radio circuit. Oh, for well, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. doubting that. All right. Take care, <laughs> Gabs. Hey, Have a good night. Thanks. Right, you too. Take care. Bye. The Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation. For the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.